Welcome to Spirit of Grace Church for Facebook uh, watchers and listeners. You just came on, or we just came on getting our things all set up, and we're so thankful that you are with us tonight, and it's good to see all of the faces that we have on our Zoom online as well right now, and we're thankful that you've joined us on Facebook to be a part of our Wednesday evening service. And uh, so we're excited about what God is doing, even in the midst of this pandemic, and that God has everything in control. Sent out our daily devotion today, and hopefully that you were able to read it, but uh, to really know that truly it's a fool that says in his heart that there is no God and nobody else. And so uh, God is in control. God knows what he's doing. And we're going to just continue to trust him in everything that he has for us. And we're going to pray that God will just get us through this season and this time um, separated and together, whatever it may take. And, and we're going to follow the orders of our governor and of the president um, at this point in time. I've seen a lot of things in the news about churches that have, you know, stood against um, some of the directives of our politicians and our secular leaders. And I'll just give you, this is just my personal opinion. It's not, I don't have any foundation for it, but I don't believe that this is the hour that the church needs to be in defiance of our leaders. Uh, I don't believe at this point in this season, the directives to stay home and not gather together in a church is malicious in nature. Uh, I believe that it is in a measure to help uh, people um, overcome the situation that we're in. The day that comes where our politicians or our government starts trying to uh, close down churches in a malicious attempt for no good cause whatsoever is the day that the church needs to rise up against that. That's not this. We're not in that season. Um, when, when we're it's in those seasons where the church needs to rise up and stand for the church. But by being able to go online, we're still standing for the church. We're still looking forward to the things that God has for us. It's still church. It's still the kingdom of God in is moving. In fact, it's, it's probably been more effective or more widespread, if you will, online. There's been more people that have, uh, watched and listened to the things of churches. In fact, uh, in our Sunday service online, uh, it shows like 700 views. And so that's how many different people have seen a little bit of what's going on. So don't be in a rush. Don't be in a panic. We're standing with our secular leaders. Uh, they have the best intentions in mind to keep us safe and to keep us healthy. And so we want to encourage you uh, to stay home be safe, practice all of the things that they're advising us to do. And in doing so, uh, I believe that the Lord's going to get us through this. And when we get back together, it's going to be a powerful thing to watch uh, the churches rise up in spirit in a great shout of celebration echoing around the world. And so we're excited about that. Tonight, I want to spend a few minutes. Uh, the Lord laid this thought on my heart earlier this week. Um, and I'm going to read from the book of Psalms, the 66th Psalm. 
I want to read one short verse. It's verse number two, Psalm 66 and verse two. We do want to welcome all of you on Facebook that are not regular members of Spirit of Grace Church, but you've joined us online, maybe even for the first time, or you're watching a replay of this and somebody has shared it to your page. Uh, we're excited to be able to share the word of the Lord with you um, in this moment of time. Psalm 66 and just verse number two. It says, sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. And uh, that's, that's my, my message tonight. Make his praise glorious. There's something that uh, God is looking for in this day and age. And not, not only because of the pandemic, but because of the age that we're living in. He's looking for those of us that are willing to be true worshipers. In fact, the book of John said he's going to be seeking those that are true worshipers, and I want to be that kind of person. Um, A.W. Tozer said years ago he, about society in general, he said, we have lost the art of worship. We are not producing saints. Our models are successful businessmen celebrated athletes and theatrical personalities. We carry on our religious activities after the methods of the modern advertisers. Our homes have been turned into theaters, our literature is shallow, our hymns border on sacrilege, and scarcely anyone seems to care. Our home, or Christianity is little more than objective truth, sweetened with song and made palatable through religious entertainment, and we call them to have fun in his name but Christ calls us to carry a cross. I like to have fun. I like to have fun in church. I like to have fun with all of you. I like to laugh. I like to tease. Um, but when it comes to the things of worship and praise, Jesus, when he called us, he did not call us to come and have fun. He said, take up your cross, deny yourself first, take up your cross and follow me. So we are living, I believe, in a religious age uh, when people are forgetting really what worship is all about. And uh, to most people today, worship is an action that is performed within the confines. We're learning this brand new, not brand new, but we're learning this more and more now because we're not in the confines of a certain service where everybody's gathered together. But in most people's minds, that's where worship happens. It's usually at the beginning of a service. It's usually maybe three or four choruses uh, somebody shouting amen, hallelujah, clapping, whatever it may be, and, and things beginning to happen when we're gathering together. But that's really not worship in total. That's part of worship. That's a, a, an aspect of worship, if you will. Worship is not fulfilled by momentary bursts of energy. It's not uh, produced by the beat of a drum or the chord of a piano or a guitar uh, or when, when things begin to happen within what we would classify a normal church service. Worship is not really even predicated about, upon feeling. Praise, when you begin to praise him, a lot of times that is predicated on how you're feeling. And uh, when you're feeling good, your praise is good. And when you're not feeling so good, your praise isn't so good. And so it's not even predicated upon feeling. Worship really is predicated upon you and I acknowledging who he really is in our lives. To say you are a worshiper identifies you 
not as an outgoing person in church, somebody that is an extrovert, but it you are a worshiper is simply somebody whose individual life is attracting to the presence of God or to the glory of God. You will become a worshiper when the glory of God is attracted to you and to your life and to what you're doing. Um, to worship really is to experience reality and to touch life. It's to know and experience both the sufferings and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul said it this way in Philippians 3.10, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. That, that's when we be, really become worshipers, when we can relate to both the, or the, the suffering and the power of who Jesus is. It is breaking into the Shekinah of God, or, or really more accurately, the Shekinah glory of God breaking into our lives. You see, the worship that we so enjoy on Sundays when we're able to gather together, when we're in a group and the music begins to play and the, the guitars begin to go and the drums begin to go and all of our great singers begin to sing together, when those things begin to happen, that, that type of worship in that, that setting is really not very meaningful. It's really meaningless and without any real value unless or if it's not preceded or prepared for by the worship of our life. If it's just that momentary time when, when we're together on a Sunday, it becomes a very shallow thing. But when we're together, if we have prepared for it and planned for it all week long, as we begin to do that, it becomes a very powerful thing. God is seeking men and women today who are truly ready to really worship. If there's anything that I believe might be missing from the church world today, and I believe that God is trying to restore it in this season that we're in, and it is true worship. Uh, we know how to sing with the best. We've got, and I'm not just talking spirit of grace, but around the world, some of the greatest singers and songwriters are people who would claim to be Christian. And we've got the best singers. We know how to praise. We know how to put a production together. We know how to plan a service. We know how to add all different kinds of things to make it effective. Um, to say that we understand what it means to even shout and praise, um, we, we, one of our main st statements in our services is we're really not crazy. Uh, we're just in love with Jesus. Uh, so it's an understatement to even think that we don't know what shouting and worship and praising and, and, and make noise. We know very well all of the characteristics or <clears throat> the manifestations, if you will, of lifting God up in a time of praise setting where music is beginning and things of that nature are going. Um, but there comes a time when God really wants us and desires for us, and I believe that we're in this time now where he is desiring for us to just get lost in his presence by being consumed by worship, not by praise, but by worship. And I'm going to share it with you a little bit, the difference between praise and worship, if you will. Worship is found in biblical principle. It's found in the act of bowing before someone or something. When you bow before them, really when you place yourself in submission, uh, to, to someone or something. And so the act of bowing or the act of worship itself is simply the submission of your life to another. And so 
when we truly worship God, we are really laying our entire life from 24 7, 365. Every day, every hour, every aspect of our life, every decision we make, we're laying it at the feet of Jesus and, and we're asking him to take control. That's really what true worship is. And I believe that some of what's going on in the world today with this pandemic is God allowing or creating a, an atmosphere where you and I have the opportunity to really focus in on him. If you're not quote unquote essential worker where you're, you're really at home or you're, you're uh, separating yourself from everything that's going on, uh, there's only, only, only so much cleaning that you can do. There's only so much things that you can do through the day and, 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 I believe that there, God is allowing this to be a time where we can separate ourselves under the presence of God and fall into his arms and allow the things of God to be found in us. Joy Dawson uh, said it this way. She said that worship is constantly giving God our expression of love, thanks and praise, and proving it by our instant, joyful, and complete obedience. See, praise is that thing where we express love and thanks and our gratefulness. That When we begin to voice that or express that, we are doing so by giving our uh, praise to him. And But worship is taking all of that stuff that we do and then obeying what God is asking us to do and calling us to. And so that brings us to the passage that we read tonight. And it and I want to look, break this passage down just a little bit because I believe there is a principle that God is trying to speak into our hearts tonight. And so the first thing, if you look at that scripture, it says to sing forth, sing forth. And this phrase comes from a Hebrew word, zamar, and it carries the, the connotation, if you will, or the meaning of striking with the fingers, playing an instrument, clamorously making music, with a voice. It's a celebration of song. Now, I believe that the concept of singing forth carries a certain energy with it. Now, it's not speed. There's a lot of fast songs that have no energy, and there's a lot of slow songs that have energy. It's the key to this phrase and command of David in this psalm is found in the principle of energy. And energy is an interesting thing. It can be defined as a force of expression or the capacity for action. That's what energy is, the force of expression, the capacity for action. And the only way that energy can really benefit us is if the resource of that energy first goes through the powerhouse. And the resource of our energy when it comes to singing forth is our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. We, we dealt with that in, in a message just recently. And it's therefore necessary for our soul to go and to the powerhouse or the power source, if you will, in order for us to come out on the other side with reliable energy. Uh, electrical energy uh, does the light switch in the house little to no use, really, until it has traveled through the rushing, from the rushing water through the powerhouse into the lines that feed the switch. And so when we turn the switch on, there's power there. But that power doesn't originate at the switch. It has to be fed to the switch and go through the powerhouse to do that. And so when David says, sing forth, he's really saying that we have to allow ourselves to flow through the Lord, the powerhouse, 
so that when we express our soul, our mind, will, and emotions needs to connect to Jesus so that when our mouth begins to express, the Bible says it this way, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. So what begins to flow out of you in what we would call praise and worship has to first come from your source. And if the heart and the soul, which are interchangeable terms, when, when that isn't connected to God, your praise is just that. It's praise words. It's like praising an athlete. It's like praise. But when you allow, when you allow uh, your heart or your soul to be connected to Christ, when you begin to speak, you've got power behind it. And it doesn't take a long time. It just takes a, a, an opportunity, just like flipping the switch. The power is right there, but you're, because you're connected to the powerhouse. Now, notice that the Bible says, sing forth the honor of his name. That word honor means splendor. In, in modern language, if you will, it, it means everything that is possibly good is attached to a respect for someone or something. Everything is, but the psalmist is trying to lead people to an understanding, and he's speaking to us tonight, I believe, trying to get us to an understanding that when we begin to sing forth, when we connect to him, and we begin to express that connection of energy and power, uh, it's not just in the outward actions, but in true worship of our sacrificial life, that we will release the weight of an unlimited and deep resources of God himself, which is the power that's in his name, because the name in Bible, and you've heard me say this before, but the concept of a name isn't just, you know, let's just figure out what to name them. The name is means something, and uh, it, it, it's uh, it identifies everything about who God is or that person is that's been named. It's one of the reasons why God changed the name of Jacob to Israel because he didn't want his people to be identified as supplanters and deceivers. He wanted his people to be identified as princes of the Lord. And so, uh, likewise, in reading scripture, the name of God himself carries vast meanings. When the name of someone is placed and identified, that person carries all the authority of, his, uh, of that name. So, when you and I are baptized in the name of Jesus, we take on all the authority of his name. And we are identified in the spirit world as somebody that carries the name of Jesus Christ. And so the psalmist here is leading people to worship by releasing the abundant respect and awe for the name of God. The name of God can be many things to us. In the Old Testament, he's identified as wonderful counselor, the prince of peace, the mighty God, the everlasting father. Uh, he's, he's identified as our provider. He's a good shepherd, a great shepherd. Uh, the first, the last, the beginning, and the end, all kinds of names throughout Scripture identify. And when we take on his name and we sing forth the honor of that name, we are releasing the power of who that is and all of those things. So if you need peace, sing forth the praise or the honor of his name. If you need deliverance, you sing forth the honor of his name. Whatever you do in order to get his uh, power to release, when you sing forth the honor of his name, you're releasing the very power and authority of the name of whom you are praising. And so, uh, if you want your life filled with the presence of God, 
if that's what you decide that you desire, not just in the times that we're able to gather together, but right now, while we're separated and the only people we may be coming into contact is with our families or with the people that we are online, just like we're doing now, it's in this moment of time. If you want his presence to come into your home, I challenge you to take the time in the coming days to begin to sing forth, make express the honor of his name. When we do that, it steps, the, the, the verse is built or written in progression. And so the psalmist says, sing forth the honor of his name. And then he says, make. That word make is an interesting word. It, it seems so simple maybe for, for you and I in today's world. It's, but it's, I think, much more powerful than what we would imagine it to be. It comes from a Hebrew word, uh, sum, is, is basically S-U-W-M. And it means this, to give, to heap up, to order, to purpose, or to rehearse. That's what the, the, the word make means. It's not just enough to casually begin to praise him. It, it, it's, it's necessary to heap up the praise. Make his praise, Lord. Make. Heap it up. Um, the praises of God that we show, show forth shouldn't be done in a nonchalant fashion, but it must carry a definitive purpose. Uh, when we begin to sing forth the honor of his name and we make his praise, what we are doing is we are purposing, we are saying something for a purpose. We are declaring something for a purpose. And that purpose must be to allow his praise to become glorious. And, and I'll address that here in just a minute. But another definition there of the word make is to rehearse. I, I, I like that. Now, I hate rehearsing. I don't like rehearsing. When I was in college, um, I was part of an orchestra when I was in high school. I was part of a, the, the school band. I was the drum major in our marching band, so I directed the whole group, as, and I had to practice hours and hours. Uh, when I was uh, sang out east in the corral, we practiced at 9 o'clock every other Friday night until about 11 or 1130. Um, and, and so it was a lot of rehearsal, and, and while sometimes the rehearsal was fun, Friday at nine o'clock after a long week was not the time that was really exciting about coming to the church to practice, to sing for the weekend or whatever was coming up. But rehearsal is not always fun, but rehearsal prepares you for the real thing. So what I believe that God is giving us an opportunity to do, and I want to challenge you to do it, is take this time where we are separated from one another and rehearse your worship rehearse your submission to God, rehearse your making uh, his name great and singing forth the honor of his name and, and take this time where you're not with everybody else and, and to rehearse and to practice. Listen, sometimes that's, when I was in, when I was in my homiletics class in college, uh, which homiletics is just the art of public speaking, uh, it's preaching, uh, we were challenged by our instructor that when we began to do things, to find a mirror, and now that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm back to my homiletics class because I'm looking at myself in the screen and going, oh my God, what am I doing? And, um, but we were told to practice looking in a mirror as we addressed, uh, as we learned how to speak and, and to preach in public. And nobody just gets up on the stage and just has it all. 
no musician, no speaker, no singer, no, it all takes hard work and rehearsal. And so for us to expect to show up at a church service where we gather together and it just happens and our worship just does what it's supposed to do, we are deceiving ourselves because true worship takes rehearsal. Making his praise glorious takes practice. And so I want to encourage you while we're uh, separated and doing everything virtually and online, uh, I want to challenge you to rehearse or to make, if you will, his praise glorious. I also find it interesting that David calls it his praise and not my praise. Don't make your praise glorious, make his praise glorious. He writes it this way, I believe, to identify the object of our praise. Make his praise glorious. We often say, let's lift our praise to him. Uh, but in most cases, our praise is going to be very shallow. And most often, our praise, well, almost always, our praise is always coming from a place that has not been connected to that power source that we talked about a little bit earlier. When we make his praise glorious, it's because we have plugged into the power source of who he is, and now his spirit is moving from us and through us, and, and so we can make it his praise and not our praise. It's why I believe David used that phrasing. And uh, when, when that happens, our worship then becomes glorious. And this is what I believe David was trying to get us to. The full purpose of everything he was trying to do was to see glory revealed, make his praise glorious. Really from probably the beginning, people understood that they wanted to see the glory of God. Moses asked to see, God, I just want to see your glory. And, and God said, you, you can't see it. You can't experience it right now because it will consume you. So here's what I'm going to do, Moses. I'm going to create a place in the rocks where I can hide you. I can put you there. And then as I walk by, I'll let you just see a glimmer of my glory as I have passed by you. And when you see the glory, then you'll understand why I couldn't reveal all my glory to you because it would consume you and it would cause you to be destroyed, really, and, and almost melted right there on the spot. And so it's not enough for us to sing forth. He's wanting to reveal his glory. In whatever measure God wants to reveal it, he's wanting us to be the conduits. He's wanting us to be the instruments so that his glory can be revealed in the earth today. And the way that his glory begins to be revealed in the earth today is if you and I fulfill this scripture that says, make or sing forth the honor of his name, make his praise glorious. The word glory is a powerful word. Everything that the psalmist is declaring in this verse is to just accomplish this word. We use this word almost without understanding. It is almost... Uh, kind of a mystical word that is very rarely seen by man. But uh, we have this mindset, at least I have this mindset, of thinking back to the tabernacle when the glory of God would settle onto the Holy of Holies and oversee the Ark of the Covenant and, and, and push forward. And you can almost see the glory cloud. We hear that all the time, the glory cloud of God as it settled upon the holiest of holies. And all of that is true, and to a certain degree. 
but there's an understanding of what glory is day to day, and it's something that we should pursue in our walk with God. And that word glory is uh, tightly related to the meaning to think and to recognize a person for what it is. To think or to recognize a person for who they are. Thus, glory can mean appearance or reputation, if you will. It basically refers to the recognition belonging to a person of renown. Uh, that glory when, when that uh, royal person walks into the room. Okay? Just picture what you would, how you would respond if right now where you're sitting in your living room or your dining room or whatever, if Jesus Christ himself opened the door and walked in, what your response would be. It wouldn't be just because it was Jesus, but it would be all the glory that he has, all the weighty uh, power and royalty that he has would be entering into your room, and it would be almost overwhelming to you. And, and so in Romans 3.23, it says, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what is, what is Paul saying? He's saying that man is not, in, not what God intended us to be right now. The whole concept of restoration ministry is to restore us to what God intended us to be, not simply to get us back to a certain level, but to get us all the way back to what God intended us to be. And when we begin to sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious, that glory, if you will, is to reveal the glory of who he is, and, it and we become what he designed us to be or desires us to be even now. But when we fall short of it, we lack his image. We lack his character. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is not seen in us. The understanding of the Word of God is clouded, and there's, there's lack of clarity in what God is doing. But when we begin to praise him, when we begin to sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious, what we're really doing is as we uh, sing forth and connect to the power source. As we recognize the awe and the reverence of who he is by his name, and as we begin to purpose and rehearse and to heap up all of his praise, what we're really getting to is some way, shape, or form that God allows us to not fall so short of his glory. His glory begins to show up. You see, glory denotes appearance or form or aspect, and that, that appearance of a person or a thing that catches the eye or attracts somebody's attention, commanding recognition. Uh, you often hear, maybe not the word glory here, but the, the aura that that person has. when he, You just know when he walks into a room or when she walks into a room, you notice things change, and, and, and that's what he's talking about. See, every time one of us walk into a room, the atmosphere should change. Not because of who we are, but if we have done what this psalmist asks us to do, we reveal his power and his glory. And when we walk into that situation, when we walk into that office, when we walk into our family's homes, when we talk with our friends, it's not us that's bringing the presence of God. It's us that's revealing the presence of God. When we reveal the presence of God, then the glory of God is made uh, to, to, is made manifest, if you will, and the people that are around will say, something's different. Why are you not in panic? Why are you not dealing with this situation this way? And so I want to challenge you to, 
to live in such a way, sing forth in such a way, prepare in such a way, rehearse in such a way. So when these restrictions are re removed and we're able to begin to move from place to place again, that when we walk into the place that we go, there is an aura about us that people will see and recognize. In case you think I'm crazy, it's happened to us. Uh, more importantly, it's happened to my wife several years ago, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this for public, but a couple of years, several years ago, we were in a service where the power of God was so strong, and she had done just exactly what this scripture said. And because I was such a gentleman, I made her to go in and get the food after church. And so she went in and to get the to-go food, and, and somebody was in there and asked her, basically, if I remember the, the story, there's something, there's an aura about you. There's something that's going, was it just her? Well, as beautiful and gorgeous as she is, it wasn't just her. She had been in the presence of God. And they were recognizing the glory of God that had come and manifest itself because Tricia was a true worshiper in that day. That's what all of us need to do that. As we come out of this in the next couple of weeks, whenever the restrictions are lifted and we begin to walk and talk at work and coming together in church and all of the things that we are used to doing, uh, I pray that we come out of this thing with the glory of God shining round about us so that nobody can deny who we are. Not because of us. It's, not, it's never because of us. But it is because that we have come into submission and worship of who he is. Titus chapter 2 verse 13 says, uh, it uses the phrase, the glorious appearing. And if you look in, in most commentaries and in word studies, uh, that passage is probably better uh, translated as the appearance of the glory. In, in other words, glory reveals all that is of God. When we see him at his second coming, when Jesus comes again for his bride, glory will appear and we will see him, the Bible says, face to face and proper recognition will be applied. You see, there's a scripture in Philippians chapter 2 that says every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that he's the Lord of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth to the glory of God. That has not happened yet. Not every knee has bowed. Not every tongue is confessed. But there is coming a day when glory is revealed that the true recognition of who he is, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. For me in my house, I'd rather do that now when I don't have to, when it, when I don't have to do it out of fear that I can just do it out of love. I can do it out of a relationship with him. But there is coming a day where every single person, every single thing, the Bible says, tongue will uh, say that Jesus is the Lord. So the psalmist is encouraging us that when we sing forth and all that that carries, and when we begin to heap his praise, all of a sudden we will begin to be formed in his image and the reflection of him will begin to be seen. We say that a lot in our church. Lord, let them see you in us. Help us to be salt and light. Help us to be that which people see, that there is a different uh, life out there than, than what they're living, that, that God, you have something greater. Well, when we do this scripture and we, we, we sing forth the honor of his name, when we make his, his praise glorious, as we begin to do that, the things of God and the nature of God will get into us and will reflect through us and people will see us 
in, in, in a brand new light, not because of who we are, but because of who he is. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, when the glory of God would rest on the tabernacle, what was really happening uh, was God, for just a moment, was revealing and attracting attention to who he was. And when we begin to do as David said, he will begin to reveal himself, and two things will begin to take place. First, we'll begin to attract the attention of heaven. All of the angels that are ready at our disposal, the Bible says they're camped round about them that fear him. It says in Hebrews 1 that the angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. All of heaven will stand at attention when we begin to do what David uh, uh, directed us to do. But then we will also attract God's attention. The Bible says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to us. When we seek him, we will find him. When we knock on his door, he'll answer. In the midst of this day and age and this season of pandemic, this is the time when we need to make his praise glorious. This is the time where we need to sing forth the honor of his name. Though we may not feel like it, though we may not understand it at the time, though we may not even necessarily agree with everything that's going on, now is the time so that when these restrictions are lifted, the glory of God will shine through us and will draw the attention of heaven and of God himself. So tonight we've come together online and uh, we'll continue to come together online as long as we have to. But I want you to know that God is calling us, even while we're dealing with all of this, God is calling us to be salt and light. Prayers that can go forth, uh, meditations that can go up. I, I hope that you're receiving your devotions each day, not because I wrote them or put them together, but it just gives a temporary time where you can focus in and meditate on the things of God. And I believe that if we'll do these things as individuals, if we'll, in our home, we'll sing forth the honor of his name, we'll practice, rehearse, and heap up his, his praise and make it glorious, that when we get to the other side of this thing, we may not even recognize ourselves because the glory of God can transform us and all of us will come back together uh, in the design that we were meant to be in. And when that takes place, I don't know, hold on. You, you never know what God's going to do. I believe that God is, is ramping the church up for one more great revival. I believe that at least one more. Uh, I believe that the Lord was right when he said, no man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will return. I believe that. I believe that he did that because he doesn't want us worried about his return. He wants us to be worried about his glory. We want, he wants us to be concerned with seeking him and being close to him and having relationship with him, not out of fear, but of, out of love. And we have this opportunity right now in this day to step into a season of worship unlike any other. Where else in the history of time have we been secluded, or at least in the history of my life, it's been 50 years, almost 50 years, in the history of my life have we gotten to this place where we are separated from everything around us that really we have the time to focus in on God. We have the time to sing to God, to pray to God. We have the time to read his word. We have the time to do more for God in this day, in this hour, 
than trying to get it work around all of our busy schedules in our normal lives. And, and so we've got to understand that what in every case throughout Scripture, if you read it closely, what the enemy means for evil, God always turns it into good. And while we can't necessarily see what good is coming of, of this situation that we're, we're seeing right now, I believe that God has great, great plans for those that will truly worship him by sacrificing themselves to God. Would you just bow your heads with me and just let's seek the Lord for just a moment. Jesus, I love you and I praise you. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy to us. Thank you for this time that we've had together. I'm asking you, Lord, for many blessings upon each one. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would allow the things of God to settle into the homes of each person. And I pray, God, that you would just allow your glory. Lord, help us to rehearse it. Help us to manifest it. We'll be careful to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Now, I've got you all still on Zoom. Uh, Facebook, I've closed down already. And so I just wanted to talk with you and bring unmute many of you that I can. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm getting there. Got a few more people. Tim, why is your face red? Do you have a fever? No, yeah. <laughs> Else? No, it's because my wife's got our house as hot as I'll get out. <laughs> it's good to see everybody in here. Hey, Annika, it's good to see you. Hi, Annika. Hi, Hi Laura. Hello. Hi, Bernie. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. It's really short. Sorry, we don't You pulled up. <laughs> Hi, Laura. It's good to see you. Listen, uh, I tried. My, it's so dark in my house; you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, just wanted to give you kind of a heads up for those of you who are still on here, and I'll put it in my email tomorrow. Um, we're going to try and take some of these things with Zoom uh, into some more small group type settings. Uh, so I think on. Uh, on Saturday. Uh, in fact, I think Paul is working on getting, I'm echoing, hold on just a second. I'm working on, can everybody hear me? Everybody wave or nod your head. Okay, I just muted yes, everybody. You. <laughs> you don't listen though, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um, uh, I, I know on Saturday, uh, Paul is going is trying to get a catalyst group together uh, for our teenagers and college students and do a, a, a lesson with them on Zoom. And so we'll let you know as soon as he um, can set up a certain time for it. Uh, we'll we'll pass the word on to everybody that that may want to join uh, that. Uh, my wife is uh, going to be putting out on the emails as well from time to time for all of our ladies. So ladies, be watching your emails. Um, since the president has extended now to uh, the end of April, uh, we do want to try to take some opportunities. Uh, what we're praying for right now, and, and we'll see what happens, is I'm praying that 
at the end of the 10th of April um, that the governor lifts the, lifts the stay at home if it's time to do that. And then we're operating under um, the president's uh, declaration until the 30th. But the president's one doesn't, it limits groups to 10. And so there may be some ways that we can get together in small groups outside of the virtual if people are comfortable with that um, and be able to do some things maybe there. Depend, again, it depends entirely on what the governor does on the 10th of April or, or before whenever he makes his decision on how to proceed. Um, but we feel very strongly to follow them and do what they ask us to do um, because, uh, you know, as individuals, obviously, I can't tell you to do anything. You're, that's your deal. But as a church, we've got to come under the uh, and submit to our city officials. Uh, I've seen online; it's a great, great idea. Uh, in fact, our the church that Trisha grew up in has done it last Sunday. He's going to do it again, where they have an outside service, um, and the and the cars drive in. And park in the parking lot and they have a live service right there with the and we have the capability really to do that uh the things that are hindering us right now is delaware is not in a stay at home total separation they're still operating under the small group and the the different things there and so they're able and then the church itself is there's no residential houses really around it uh where they've built and so for us to do something like that number one the stay at home would have to be lifted and number two, the city would have to give us a, I'm not sure what the name of it is, but a, a volume permit <laughs> to have something like that out there. And so as we progress, we're just trying to flow and be as conscious as we can. Uh, we've got a lot of people, even looking on the screen tonight, we've got, I'm counting five or six people here that would be considered high risk for this virus. So if we did do some things, uh, we'd be putting some people even here tonight that are on here virtually uh, at risk of, of attracting this virus. And uh, they're, the way they're talking, the next two weeks are going to be really bad, and then it's supposed to level off. And so we'll just see kind of how that goes. I'm of the opinion that they really don't totally know yet. <laughs> uh, and they're just day to day, they're, they're watching the numbers and trying to figure out how to make the right move. So, uh, but when the time comes, we're going to open as soon as we can, get things going as quick as we can, uh, and be, be there for each other as soon as we possibly can. Um, so I hope that you're, you're reading their emails, watching online. Uh, we are uh, working at getting our uh, YouTube uh, channel up and running so that we can take and add even videos. We want to add some music videos that we know of and, and different things that you can watch and see. One thing I will ask uh, in the next week or so, uh, we do still want to have a Good Friday service on virtual. And so I'm, in the email I'm going to be sending out as well, if you can get communion stuff for your home, we're, we want to have communion online, virtual communion. We'll have it uh, in each home. And, uh, and I'll be sharing that through the emails as well, but just to let you folks know uh, that, that uh, Good Friday uh, service that we'll have on, on Good Friday, we wanna have communion together uh, and do what we can to be as close as we can. 
Um, does anybody have any questions or comments? Uh, just raise your hand and I'll unmute you. Dave, you're open, go ahead. I am just looking forward to you having a sneeze attack while you're doing <laughs> one of these. My son. <laughs> I couldn't oh. stop laughing. <laughs> My mom was on. It the just phone. made me appreciate Owen so much more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep Owen muted. He was crying. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been able to control my sneezes. <laughs> You know, Tim, one thing I wonder, is it possible to do chain breakers like this? It's possible. I'm going to talk to Nicole and Rick and, and maybe help them, help them facilitate something like this. I thought about that today as well. They're doing um, a couple of the Celebrate Recoveries like that. Yes, they have been. Awesome. Um, uh, I know uh, the Ellsworth Church was trying, this was their first week of trying uh, they do celebrate recovery over there as well, where Matt and Angel Anderson are. Uh, and they were trying, this week was their first uh, uh, Zoom meeting with that as well. So, yeah, we're looking at trying to possibly do uh, several different groups, like our men's breakfast, uh, maybe doing something like that here online. Um, I know in the next few days, I'm going to be contacting our board to have a board meeting online. Um, and because there's still some things at the church that we have to get done here now that the spring and the weather is changing. Uh, thankfully, it's nice out right now. So yeah, there's all kinds of things. And there may be some smaller groups that we can even, this Zoom thing, we're all just learning it. I, I, this is like the fourth time I've done it or fifth time I've done it. Uh, so we're all all learning brand new. There's a couple other programs out there that I'm trying to look into um, that that we're trying to not only be able to use now to get through this season, but even incorporate that in our future uh, for some things. Because like having a, a meeting like this with our leaders or something uh, is a whole lot easier sometimes than all the leaders trying to get to the church. So anybody else have a question or comment? I can't see their hands. You're right. <laughs> What's that? I said. Oh. Go ahead. Yes, Trisha Cheryl. And Cheryl, both oh, so cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kathy. You're so sweet. Marianne's had braids in her hair the last couple of days. It's darling. <laughs> she? oh, She's right she's here. She has her video. Cheryl waved her hand. You, you want to say something, Cheryl? No. Oh, oh I thought you okay. waved your hand. No, just waving. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's a crazy time. Um, I'm actually busier at work now than I usually am because I've got all the medical device companies that I'm delivering to. And oh. uh, it, it's amazing. What's that? I said be safe. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing to watch the product come out. I mean, we, we're fighting to get gloves and, and masks. I mean, we can't get masks or sanitizer right now. It's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, but the one company I was at all day yesterday, they're actually making the COVID-19 tests. And uh, they've gone into 24-7 manufacturing and 
And uh, so I, I've been actually busier at work than, than I normally am. Uh, but uh, I know that not everybody has that opportunity to continue to work. And, and uh, so we want to be mindful of that. So if anybody hears of anybody that's in need, uh, keep yeah. praying that God will answer the needs as they come through the uh, emails that Taryn sends out for all the prayer requests. But if you, if you know of somebody or it's, if it's you that is in desperate need, uh, right now we're, I'm trying to carefully watch the finances of the church. Um, we've got several that have been faithful to give either online or mail uh, their offerings in. Uh, but we're still not obviously to the level of when everybody's coming from week to week. Um, so we're, I'm really trying to watch. So if somebody is in need that we can maybe help them um, and, and we'll get there. Uh, it's one of those day by day seasons. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention to the news or the news wasn't paying attention, but this kind of caught all of us off guard as quick as it happened. Uh, you know, now listening back, they're saying, you know, we're reporting in December and January, and and I just I just wasn't listening much very well back then or something because it didn't really hit me in the middle of February, and really it didn't hit me until I took Owen home, or not Owen, but Owen uh, and I got sick the last night of the hockey tournaments in March, and that's really when it kind of started just exploding, and so it's it's been such a quick, uh, quick deal that people are trying to keep up. And so we're doing the best that we can with the church and uh, keep reaching out to one another. If you have their phone number, I know Taryn sent out the directory. And uh, if anybody's name on that is wrong, get back with her and, and, uh, and let her know. Uh, so that also, she can... there, are some, there are some people that are not on the directory, some of the newer people. So people, they should open that email and open the directory. I know Gina is one of the newer people that was not on the directory, and I, I put her on there today, but I have yet to send out the, to send out the updated. We're actually in the process of sending out our Christmas, actually our New Year cards, because I just Because that was what Randy was in charge of? No, but I mean, you know, <laughs> It's kind of like, okay, well, what else? What else can we do? So I have this card sitting there, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to write a letter and send it to people just to say hi. Make sure to say it's Christmas of 2020. That's all you got to do. You're well, early. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> anyway, but I, so I started using the, the directory today and realized that, you know, I mean, there are a few people who are not on there. So if you look at the directory, and you are not on there and you want to be, please email me at the yeah. ad email address. That's awesome. Well, I know we've got several people that have joined the, the devotion list that are not members of our church that uh, I believe that uh, are being ministered to by Spirit of Grace uh, as well and being directed to. Uh, Elaine has done a great job putting out the scriptures every morning on Facebook. Laura's been adding the different uh, videos and reminders and uh, updating uh, the website every day. Um, spread the word about the podcast. They can get our podcast just about any platform um, is available. Apple, Breaker, whatever is out there, as well as being able just to go to our website and, and clicking on the podcast. And we've had several that have listened 
uh, to our updates. And like, I'll take tonight's message in a little while and, and put the audio out there on podcast as well. So. And offer the devotion to people. I offered it to my boss and he left me a voicemail and said, absolutely. I'll take anything I can get. I'd love to be added. So he's getting our devotions every day. So I was thankful for that opportunity to. Are you still working, Trish? I am. We're, we are, Kim and I are in an office, but we're kind of across the room from each other. And my boss locked us in two weeks ago. Nobody's and so allowed nobody's allowed to come into our office. He's like, <laughs> you guys are healthy. We're keeping you that way. Because they all had colds and different things then. So they have to put everything in a drop box and they're not allowed in our office. Good. Stay safe. He's locked. He goes, no, seriously, I'm locking you in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, the way God works is really interesting because we came up with this new um, instituted right at the first of the year that the what we call, it's called Faith Team. It's a program that we implemented at the church just in time to do this mass email stuff and and texting. And it, we right. still haven't even tapped into all that this program has for us. Um, as we've updated it consistently, but I've, I can have all different kinds of email lists, whether they're members of our church or not. So I've got a devotion list on there and, uh, we'll get all, you know, Trish is going to add the women's deal to it here in the next day or two and start communicating with all of our ladies and, uh, leaders, et cetera, et cetera. So God just seemed to line everything up, uh, to where we're at. And now by necessity, we're seeing different programs. I know like for videoing our services, uh, I've tried to look. I knew that most of the video things cost, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 to implement. And, uh, but through this, there's something out there that's a whole lot less expensive. In fact, it's really cost much of anything that we're, we're going to be working on looking into getting and being able to use it. So, Things are happening. God's still on the in control and on the move, and we're doing some things as the Lord leads us. And uh, so, just keep your heads up, keep your prayers up, and uh, we'll see what God has for us here in the coming days. Praise God. We just know this: we love you all. You're always in our thoughts and prayers, and uh, it's fun watching some of you on Facebook. Even when my son throws <laughs> crazy things out there on me, but. Uh, Keep us on our toes. That's right. <laughs> kids keep us on our upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so, my so, so be safe, be blessed. And uh, if, unless we need something here in the next few days, we'll see you Sunday at 1030. And uh, we've got, uh, we're working on a couple of different things. Uh, I think the, the video feed's going to be, I think we're just going to do it right here from the house. We've got some music lined up. We're working at lining up, and we're going to use some of my son's uh, techie stuff uh, to help the you know audio and video maybe a little bit better as well. So uh, we love you all. God bless. Have a great night. Good I'm going to see your faces. Good to see you all. I'm going to end the meeting, and so disconnect everybody. Love you. Be blessed, and stay safe. Sure. Sure. Hey.